You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy November. <laughs> it might as well be November. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And I mean, it might as well even be December. Snow on my car, not necessarily on the ground, a little bit on the ground. Um, and uh, it is freezing. Thought that it was going to be like 50. I guess I was wrong. It's 34 degrees outside right now. Um, so I thought that I was going to have a really chill day. I thought I was going to come on and talk about uh, maybe some recruiting, nothing like big, but I thought it was going to be like, hey, Manuel Beagle, uh, the uh, the second lowest rated commit in the 2024 class. He committed last July. I remember that very distinctly. I was driving um, and didn't expect it, but uh, I thought, oh, Georgia and Penn State offered. We can talk about that and how, you know, that just goes to show he's on the come up and all that kind of stuff. But no, I am mad on the Internet. (laughs) So we're going to talk about ESPN FBI, and I didn't pull it up here because I was too eager to get going here. Um, But here, I'm going to I'm going to pull it up. via the via Wolverine's wire. So ESPN FBI, the football power index for 2023 came out today. I believe today may, may have been yesterday. I know it wasn't Sunday cause I checked it on Sunday and it was still 2022. Um, and we're back to, to Mike falling down problems here. So it came out, uh, within the last really 48 hours and Michigan comes in ranked number six last year. It came in ranked number seven. This year comes in ranked number six. The teams ahead of Michigan that I can only really argue now that I mean, granted, I only think there's probably one team for sure ahead of Michigan right now. And that's Georgia. And even that, like they've got a new quarterback, but I mean, they've kind of reloaded and everything like that. Certainly a team like Tennessee could come out of nowhere um, like they did last year, or it could be Tennessee, but Tennessee's ranked 12th. If they put Tennessee out of Michigan, despite losing Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt, I'd, I'd still, I'd probably be like, oh, okay. All right. That, that, you know, I can see where you can say that, but no, they have Ohio state. Number one, Alabama, number two, Georgia, number three, LSU, number four, Texas number five. What? I understand these are advanced analytics, but what? How? What? They have Ohio State a full 10 points in the FBI ahead of Michigan at 31.5. What? Now, I understand Ohio State is going to get the benefit of the doubt. They've got decades of doing what they've done. But again, they, it, it, they're acting, I, I don't know what they do to kind of figure this out, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, do they think CJ Shroud's coming back? Are they placing that much of an onus on Marvin Harrison Jr.? I understand if they think that maybe, okay, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson's injuries really maybe cost them to 
decline so much that they lost all of one regular season game? Maybe. But what? Ohio State 1 isn't even as egregious as LSU and Texas being ahead of Michigan. That seems crazy. LSU, I could maybe say, all right, I understand you're, you're giving them a little bit of credence because it's the name. But Texas, what has Texas done to deserve to be number five? I am incredulous at this. What has Texas done? Now, Texas plays Alabama this year, I believe. But, like, I don't even understand this. That said, it gives Michigan, it's weird. It gives Michigan a projected win, one loss of 10 and going 10 and 2.1. And yet, when you go to the game by game predictions that it has for Michigan, it has a Michigan going 11 and 1. So get your stuff together here. Get it together, FBI. You're very inconsistent. But what you are consistent in is basically putting Michigan in the same spot it's been in the last, well, last year. Two years ago, I I don't know exactly where they were. Wouldn't have been good, I'm sure, coming out of 2021, and that's understandable. Last year, Michigan was number seven. They had a relative equal projection as far as being able to win the conference. I believe it was 12%. Now they're all the way up to 14%. You know what? If they just keep persevering, they might get there and win the conference one of these days. They give Ohio State a 71% chance of beating Michigan this year in Ann Arbor. As if, again, the last few years didn't happen. As if Michigan doesn't return, you know, the fifth most production in the entire sport, let alone in uh, college football. As if Michigan uh, doesn't have quarterback turnover, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator turnover as some of these other teams, right? Like Alabama at number two has a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, and a new quarterback. And we're just looking at them and being like, yeah, no, they're going to be sweet. I mean, probably they'll be good. Nick Saban has, the again, a multi-decade track record. But as we saw last year, that can fall pretty quickly. And even though they didn't fall completely off the map. He was speaking about backdoor getting into the college football playoff and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it it was pretty stark from where Alabama was just a couple years ago, right? Even going to Texas and taking a walk off to win a game like that. I mean, in 2014 or so, I know Ohio State won that year, but 2014 or so, Alabama would have gone into Texas and won 55 to 10, right? If that. So I think that not only is Michigan getting disrespected, I think Georgia is being disrespected at number three, because if any team deserves some kind of benefit of the doubt, it's Georgia at the reloading because they're the back-to-back national champions. USC probably deserves a little bit more respect at number seven, even though it doesn't have a defense, but at least, again, you have a Heisman-winning quarterback coming back. Then you have Clemson, Notre Dame, Penn State, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Oregon, Florida State, Utah. Florida State should be up higher. Tennessee should be up higher. Oklahoma should be lower. Penn State's probably about where it should be. Notre Dame's 
probably where it should be. I, I would probably put Notre Dame down a little bit. Clemson's probably about where it should be. I feel like North Carolina's too low at 25. Wisconsin's too high at 20. Florida's way too high at 18. TCU's at 17, and we'll see. I mean, they've got a lot of new players that they're going to have to break in. This is the fun and the angering thing about college football. Let's continue talking about it in a moment. Before we do, Grand Slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the play with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. I'm sorry. I am so incredulous still over FPI. Like I expected, I fully expected FBI was going to come out and it was going to say Georgia one, Michigan two, maybe three. I expected Michigan to finally at least be ahead of Ohio state. I, I, they don't really have any transparency. I don't believe here as to how they come up with this. It just says, Oh, so it was updated today. It says last updated April 18th. It says, to measure team strength that's meant to be a best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FBI represents how many points above or below a team's averages. Projected results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FBI results today and the remaining schedule. Ratings and projections update daily. FBI data from seasons prior to 2019 may not be complete. It's just like... All right, you've been way off the last two years, and I I don't know. Let's see. I can look up 2022. It's not going to be, like, in advance here because it has the Michigan at 13-1. and It's still at Ohio State ranked ahead of Michigan at number three in Michigan. At I I understand Ohio State, the way it played against Georgia. But, I mean, Alabama was number two, Ohio State three, Michigan four. But it's also like, hmm, if only – we could tell which team beat who, right? Like TCU's number 13, which is stupid. I wish I could see earlier here. So like Michigan at 2021 also finished fourth. Also behind, it went Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. Same exact thing. So it's kind of like whatever they're putting into their little simulation, whatever metrics they're putting in, They're far too set in stone, right? Far too set in stone. If you have like Georgia number one each of the last two years, correct. That's the correct move. Alabama in 2021 being number two, fair. They went into the the national championship game, but in, in the next year, no. Ohio State number three each year. I mean, they didn't even make the playoff the the in 2021. They did in 2022, backdoored their way in, gave uh, Georgia a heck of a fight, but did get blown out by Michigan and is still ahead of Michigan. Like two years, I I don't want to get to this myopic place that like Michigan State fans get where it's we beat Michigan, therefore we deserve anything that they are supposed to get, right? Like I think that some, some are starting to step off that, right? Like we've seen 
I, I remember seeing a lot of like confusion. Why does Michigan get to play in the Big Ten championship game in 2021? We beat them. Like, oh, well, you also lost to Purdue and Ohio State. No, but we beat Michigan. No, but you lost to Purdue and Ohio State. Yeah, but we beat Michigan. And it's like trying to break through a brick wall. But th- this is a little bit different because Michigan at least has beaten Ohio State soundly each of the last two years, won the Big Ten championship soundly each of the last two years. And if they're being punished for not showing up in the college football playoff, then okay. But then why is Ohio State up there, right? Why is Ohio State number one? That's the thing I really don't understand. What, what does Ohio State have personnel-wise? What have they done on the field? That makes you say that they are in a more advantageous situation than Georgia or even Alabama, who I think is rated too high here. It doesn't make any sense. And it's making me mad on the internet. Curious, where is Michigan in 2018? 2018 FPI, Michigan's sixth. Uh, 2016 FPI, Michigan's third. This thing doesn't make any sense. Like Michigan's third ahead of Ohio State. <laughs> um, all right. Granted, I think Michigan was better than Ohio State that year. Just bad injury at a key spot. So what that does here is you have a ranking of all the Big Ten teams. And it goes as such from bottom to top. I don't know that I fully even agree with this. Rutgers, Indiana, Northwestern, and Nebraska are all out of the top 50. Purdue is number 50. Then Illinois, Maryland, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan State, which it basically says is going to go 7-5, and five, which maybe it will. But again, I don't know what you're seeing, but at least they have a returning starting quarterback. That means something in college football. Returning production means something. Now, it isn't always going to be a thing, right? But it does mean something. And yes, you can sit there and say, like, a Kyle McCord's been waiting in the wings. Like, maybe like Bryce Young was after his redshirt freshman season. Or, you know, sometimes you're just waiting for that heir apparent. That's the argument for Penn State. They've been waiting for Drew Aller, who had the city here. Maybe he ends up being incredible. More often than not, a guy doesn't turn into a Heisman guy right away. Sometimes they do. But not always. So after Michigan State, then you got Wisconsin at number 20, Penn State at 10, Michigan at 6, Ohio State at 1. Um, it, the only teams that really gives a chance to win the conference, Ohio State at 71%, Michigan at 14%, Penn State at f- basically 5 Wisconsin at 6%, Michigan State at 0.2, Minnesota at 0.9, Iowa at one6 at least it does give Michigan a better chance to make the playoff. It gives them a 25% chance, but says Ohio State's got an 82% chance. Ohio State's schedule is maybe, especially if Wisconsin and Penn State are as good as they think, and Notre Dame, because Ohio State has to play at Notre Dame. They have to play at Wisconsin, I believe, and they post Penn State. There is an opportunity for Ohio State to falter a little bit especially given what we've seen in the spring game. But that's what makes it even more incredulous is like, if you're waiting the spring games and you're like, well, we saw something and we were just going to punch that into the computer. 
I just don't even know what to tell you here. It's it is bizarre in my eyes <laughs> that this is what this twenty thousand simulations come up with. I really don't think it's based on anything other than name recognition, because otherwise, why are the top two teams Ohio State and Alabama? They might end up being the top two teams. I could be incredible, incredibly wrong, but based off of what we have seen the last two years, even with Alabama being number two two years ago, like you could make the argument that Alabama wasn't really quite there, right? Bryce Young was, but they don't have Bryce Young anymore. I don't know what Alabama even really has at the moment. I know a bit of what Georgia has, and I would still have them at number one. But it it's weird. <laughs> um, I, I've never been so incredulous over some random ranking. Because it's, it, it's just, it, it, it defies logic in so many ways. And like even even with the Big Ten, Rutgers being last, I understand divisionally that makes sense. But how is Northwestern up there? I guess because they're in the in the West, and you can assume they'll do a little bit better. Illinois is not getting any kind of love. How is Maryland getting less love than Michigan State? That makes no sense to me either. How is Maryland seventh in the conference and Michigan State fifth? That doesn't make any sense to me. They need what they probably need is Bill Connolly. To come in and say, you know what? I need to take a look at this. I need to make some adjustments. Because it just, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. So uh, I just found an article on ESPN where someone from analytics breaks this down a little bit. They discuss things a little bit of why Ohio State, why Texas, and yet yeah, no no mentions of Michigan in here that I can see. Let's get to that. We'll have a live reaction to that because it's just it's wild to me here in a moment. Ohio State's 2022 ended in dramatic heartbreak in the college football playoff, but immediate redemption could be on the horizon. The Buckeyes are the best team in the nation, favorites to win the national championship, according to ESPN's Football Power Index and the All-State Playoff Predictor. Okay, but like uh, based on what? Feelings, Ball? Before we dive too far into the Buckeyes, other title contenders and the rest of the forecasted college football landscape, a quick refresher. FBI is our season-long ratings and projection system. In the preseason, it relies on past performance on offense and defense returning and transfer production and past recruiting data for players on the roster to form a rating. So is that what it is? Is it just like Ohio State's got all these five stars and you look at Blake Horn and say, oh, he's, he's an okay four star. I, I don't really, I can't make heads or tails of this. I really can't. They continue, this is, Seth Waller from ESPN Analytics. So what makes the Buckeyes so dangerous in 2023, even relative to SEC powerhouses Alabama and Georgia? For starters, the best non-QB offensive returning production in the nation. That's maybe accurate to some degree. But are those guys... Here's, here's what it is. It's not putting up enough premium on line play. Like, Urban Meyer came out and said last week that... 
in order to beat Michigan again, Ohio State has to get better on the line of scrimmage. Ohio State has not gotten better on the line of scrimmage. If anything, it's gotten worse on both sides of the ball, while Michigan is at at least the same and probably better on at least the defensive line. Offensive line is probably going to be about the same. So they talk about Marvin Harrison, Abeka Buka says, okay, they mentioned Kate Stover, who's not there anymore, but they're talking about 2022. The model ranks Ohio State number one in offensive performance in recent seasons. How has that worked out for them last two years? They ranked number one in offensive efficiency in 2022 and second in offensive talent. Quarterback aside, we can see why FBI makes the Buckeyes the best offense in the nation by a decent margin. What's also interesting here is how far behind everyone else is from the top three. So it doesn't just think that that Michigan's behind Ohio State. It thinks Michigan's way behind Ohio State. It's a crystal clear top tier. And what's amazing is this is happening in a year when none of the three, as in Ohio, Alabama, or Georgia, are returning their stop uh, quarter, starting quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Stetson Ben are all NFL bound, and yet the model still has confidence in these squads. Well, your model... Might have something wrong. All right, let's continue on here. Tech, our annual Texas is back, or is it conversation? Sitting at number five in FPI's rankings, and number four in terms of chance to win the national championship, Texas. It's really on them with a 34% chance to reach the playoff in its first top five preseason FBI rank since 2012. They've got strong talent based on recruiting grades on both sides of the ball, and despite losing running back Bijan Robinson to the NFL... Longhorns return to quite a bit of production on offense led by a person that I'm not going to mention on this show to avoid really angering everybody. Quinn Ewers, the incumbent quarterback facing competition with March Manning and Malik Murphy, didn't have a great season last year, but does have a year of experience. And as we saw with the teams at the top, a good situation around a quarterback can yield a high FPI rating. Okay, but why doesn't that apply to J.J. McCarthy in Michigan? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, one thing I don't think I looked at, and I'm going to look at it here. No, it does. It doesn't have. This isn't like the uh, the other the other ranking here, SP Plus, which does like the offense, defense, all of that kind of stuff. I can at least get behind. They have uh, SP Plus preseason has Ohio State at number two, but Michigan at number three. I can at least understand that. That makes more sense to me. It says Ohio State will have the number one offense, 10th defense. Michigan will have the fourth defense, eighth offense. I think that's a lot more fair. But like Texas, according to that, is number nine. Um, I, I'm just incredulous at this entire thing. But this leads me to my final conclusion. When it comes to off-season football, no one knows anything. They play the games for a reason. Otherwise, you know, I say that, but at the same time, every year, Penn State is just right there, guys. Texas is always back. Doesn't matter what they do. If they're if they're eight and four, ten and two, five and seven, it doesn't matter. They're still back. We got to put them up there. Michigan is actually. Up there, finally, Michigan is actually back. And we, they're not. 
I don't know. I don't understand. And with that phone call with the yakety sacks, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. This was stupid. I feel dumber for having even looked at ESPN FBI. And I want to sim to tomorrow. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again on Wednesday. Peace.